Chapter 19, Determining Trend by Supply Size. We just spent a lot of time talking about why I think strategic marketing is the best way to approach your farm marketing. We're going to spend the next couple of chapters digging down into marketing concepts that will help you be more effective at strategic marketing. I'm going to start to look at what concepts are key to strategic marketing and what concepts are key to identifying price trends. If I told you that the supply of crop was really big, do you think prices should be trending up or down? I imagine most of you would be thinking that prices should be trending down since supplies are large. That's a reasonable and logical answer. Unfortunately, it's not really right. The right answer is, it depends. I'm about to share with you an extremely simplistic approach to evaluating and predicting price trends and their relationship with supply. If you understand this concept and apply it consistently, you can stay out of a lot of trouble. First, let's say that supplies start out large. If supplies begin to shrink, prices will trend up. If supplies start growing, prices will fall. Now let's say that supplies start out small. If supplies begin to shrink, prices will begin to trend up. If supplies start growing, prices will fall. Let me put it more simply. If supplies are decreasing, expect prices to be going up. If supplies are increasing, expect prices to be going down. The total supply level really doesn't matter. When it comes to a price trend, what matters is whether ending stocks are increasing or decreasing. Supply levels determine price levels, but do not determine price trends. A fine point, but a very important difference to remember. Let's say that supplies are very tight, but suddenly there are signs that the demand has diminished or that production was better than expected. That means that the supply is not going to be quite as tight as expected. Buyers are less motivated to rush out and forward purchase because they are less worried about a squeeze. Sellers are more eager to sell because their optimism has been dashed. Even when supplies are really large but are diminishing slightly, it leads to optimism. Buyers start feeling that there is less reason to be a little more aggressive and purchase ahead. Sellers become a little more confident and a little braver and feel that they can hold on a little longer and a little tighter for a better price. Here's an extreme example of this. Back in the mid-1980s, as some of you may recall, corn supplies were gigantic. Carryover supplies were so large that we could practically go a whole year without producing a crop and we still would have gotten by. If you look at the data, the minute we started reducing the massive carryover, prices started trending up from horribly low price levels. More generally, when prices go sky high, everyone fears that we may completely run out of a commodity. Prices climb higher and higher, oftentimes at the daily price limit. Then there's a crack in the optimism. Suddenly there are signs that the crop will be a little bigger or the demand is starting to choke off. Prices turn and collapse even faster than they went up. I call this the light switch effect. Markets go from being completely dark to completely light or completely light to completely dark almost instantaneously. There's no dimmer switch in all of this. It's all or nothing. If you look at how the psychology swings from one extreme to the other, you can see why it happens and how it happens time and time again in the commodity markets. I remember ignoring my own advice many years ago and being bullish on wheat all through a two-year downtrend. 
I kept looking at how low supplies were and thinking that the downtrend should soon turn. I kept waiting to sell, figuring that the low had to occur almost any time. It only took a couple of years for the light to finally go on, and I realized that, yes, supplies were small, but they were slightly increasing. And because of those world production increases, the overall situation was getting more and more bearish, and the price trend was going to continue to go down and down and down even more. Fortunately, I learned that lesson very painfully, but I've remembered it for a very long time. I hope that you can learn from my mistake. Don't focus on whether supplies are big or small to determine the price trend. Rather, focus only on whether supplies are perceived to be increasing or decreasing. Knowing this will make you a substantially better farm marketer and keep you out of some of the major trouble that you can get into by fighting a price trend. Up next, we're going to talk about price trend signals from using the news.